My mum's podcast is recorded on Beerapai land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week we're talking motherhood, marriage and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan and today's episode is brought to you by Get Your Life Back, an eight-week course for women in business. If you want to understand what makes your business tick, if you want to make better choices, focus on growth and make more money in your business so that you can get off the hamster wheel, then join us on January the 21st. We are kicking off then. It's an eight-week course. It's not a hugely intensive time-wise course. Uh, The implementation is the key. And so if you can put some time aside each week to work your way through the learnings and then implement them in your business, you are going to see big results. You can enroll now at simplystacymorgan.com or just send me a DM on Instagram. Hope you're having a lovely week. We talked, uh, we had part one last week of our talk on retention and the importance of retaining our customers. And it's really important um, to know that all of those kind of those things in your business that you can be doing, are, you know, sometimes they're really simple things. They're simple little tweaks. They're simple little processes that you can change. So I do hope that from episode one of our three-part series, you got um, some little little nuggets of gold that you can now take into your business and use moving forward because it's so super important that you don't just listen to the podcast, but instead you listen and then you go and make some changes. So please hit me up. Let me know what's working for you. Let me know what um, you are going to make sure that you are doing for your customers now that you weren't doing before. Today, we're talking part two of how to retain your customers. And, you know, this part is all about building relationships. It's all about making sure that the people in your building or the people coming to your website understood that they are heard, that they are valued, and that they are an important part of what we do. And they, they really are. You know, we might complain about the customers that we have that come in and are a pain in the butt, and we all have them. But really, at the end of the day, those are the people that keep the lights on. Those are the people that enable us to do what we do every single day. And I think it's really important, especially when you're having a bad day, to remember that. To remember that, yes, this is part and parcel. This is the, the price we pay. Um, you know, I run a dance studio and so... I had a dance, a fellow dance teacher who's been running her studio for a lot longer than me and she would often joke with me about how easy it would be to run a dance studio for orphans because the great part about what we do is that we get to interact with the kids and we love the students that we teach and that's the, that's the fun part but the difficult part is dealing with the dance moms and so if we could run a dance studio for orphans then you know that would be wonderful because we wouldn't have the dance moms to deal with but we also wouldn't have the lights on right? We wouldn't be able to do what we do because our customers are such an important part of what we do. And so I encourage you on those days when you're having, you know, you're having a day and you have somebody storm through the door and try and ruin your day, I encourage you to really think about how much, um, how important those people are in, in making it possible for you to do what you do every single day. 
So today we're going to talk about building relationships with those people, the good, the bad and the ugly, um, to make sure that you do have a business that is thriving and a business that, continue, that can continue uh, because it's so important to not just be spending all of your money, time and energy on acquiring new customers, but it's so important to be retaining those customers that have already come in the door and the easiest way to do that is to build relationship with them. So what can you be doing in your business right now to be building relationship with those people who pay you money? Whether you have a membership program where people are coming to you often and, and you know, you're, you're getting money off them on a regular basis, whether it's your, you've got the kind of business where people are coming to you as a one-off event, maybe it's once a year, maybe it's once a season, maybe it's, you know, every December. Um, or do you have you know, a business where people are dropping in every day and, and buying something. No matter what kind of business you run, building relationship with your customers is so incredibly important. So we talk to our teachers a lot, you know, my team a lot about, you know, interacting with the children that they have in, in front of them. And that starts with making sure that they know their names. And it might sound like something that is so easy and so simple, but it really makes a big difference. You know, there's a lot of research around the the sweetest sound that you can hear as a person is, is your name being said. And so there's a lot of research that, that backs me up in saying that learning your customers' names and, you know, your, custo- your, your customers' partners' names and children's names and dogs' names and any other um, bits of information that they have given you along the journey in order to build that relationship can really, really go a long way in building loyalty um, with your customers. So for us in the classroom, it's all about saying the child's name and we try and make sure we're saying the child's name, you know, every uh, three times a lesson is kind of our rule so that they, each child in our classroom feels valued, they feel heard, they feel seen. And so I encourage you to think about that with your customers as well. If there is an opportunity where they have to give you their name, perhaps they're you know, in order to purchase, they they need to enter their name or they need to make sure, um, you know, they're signed up for a certain thing and their name comes across. Perhaps they come in and they're wearing a name badge. Any opportunity that you get, take it, take it and use it. And that goes for, you know, customers that this is the first time that you're meeting them or this is customers that have been coming to you for years, saying their names, asking them how they are, catching up on where they're at and, and trying your very best to show interest in their world as they're coming into your world can be so incredibly important. And perhaps you want to set some systems and processes around that. So it's not just going to be hit or miss, you know, that people are coming in and that, you know, sometimes you'll remember their name and sometimes you won't. But is there some kind of incentive that you can give your team members that if they remember, you know, somebody's name or, uh, you know, something about them that when, you know, you have a staff meeting, they get the opportunity to bring that up, to be able to tell them, to tell the rest of the team how, what they've learned about that customer and how they interacted with that customer. And then is that incentivized? Is that rewarded um, in that moment so that the staff really feel like that's a really important part of what they do? Because when it comes down to it, it actually is. That relationship building can be so important in in making sure that those customers feel valued and feel like they're part of what you're doing. The same goes with your email correspondence. And, you know, I get so gun shy when it comes to, you know, using the the equipment that I have in terms of our, our CRM to put, when I write an email to say, hello, first name, <laughs> hello with the, with the brackets around it, um, to make sure that, you know, it's going to draw on that information from my database and so that the people I'm sending the email to will get a hi Kate or hi Eloise, they won't just get a hi first name. 
So that's really important. Um, but as I said, I even I get gun shy when it comes to, to writing those because we've all been on the other end of a dear first name email, right? And we know how that feels. You immediately kind of get turned off by it and go, oh. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you get an email that says, hi, Stacy, I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> you have that, you know, that feeling that they, they really understand you. Even though deep down you understand that that came from a CRM, from an automated email that was written with brackets around the first name and, and that's that's been automated, you still get that feeling. You know, there's some great research around putting people's names in the subject line of emails when it comes to open rates. And if you do have the capability in terms of your CRM to make that happen, then that is something I would really encourage you to do. I'd encourage you to use it not just in the dear or the to at the start of your emails, but where can you also add first names in as part of the copy, as part of the email a little bit further down? Is it, you know, you're asking a question, does this, you know, do you relate to this, Stacey? Um, is this something you've thought about, Stacey? Any time that you can include that first name and and that trigger to, to activate that first name in those emails can really go a long way in terms of building um, relationship with your customers. And it sounds silly, right? You're probably rolling your eyes and going, oh God, really, do I have to? I've got enough to do. But making those little changes when it comes to um, dealing with your customers is so incredibly important. So I encourage you, if you haven't used that function yet, be brave. Step out of your comfort zone. Start with just putting it after the two or the deer at the start of the email. And um, as you get a little bit braver along the way, and you know, by all means, send a test. Send a test to check that it works. But as you start to feel it a little bit braver as you're going along your journey, then I really encourage you to you know, use that opportunity um, to be able to try and, and link in some first name usage um, in your email correspondence wherever possible. When it comes to communication and building relationship, I think it's really important. Not only do you want to make sure that you're in touch with your customers with any important information that they need to know, um, which is based on the product or service that you're selling, but you also want to be able to serve them as much as you can. And think about that as a strategy for, for that customer retention. Thinking about ways in which you can provide opportunities to show your knowledge, to show that you're an expert, to show that you're up to date with things that are going on and things that are happening. How can you communicate this with your audience, especially once they've already bought from you? So you may think that all the content that you're preparing, um, that you're putting out on your blog or that you're putting out on your social media is all for the new customers that you're acquiring. Um, you know, you're writing an article on all the great places to travel so that hopefully when people decide to book travel, they come to you as a travel agent. You're putting that, you know, you're sharing that knowledge that you have, you're setting yourself up as an expert and you're putting that out into the world. Don't just think about that information being for people who are new to you. Think about the way that you can communicate all of that knowledge and communicate your expert status to the people who have already bought from you. Not only will it increase the rate, uh, the um, increase the chance of them coming back to buy from you, but it gives them a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling that they've already made the right decision in purchasing from you already. And I think that's really, really important because people love to be, you know, pat themselves on the back for making good choices. And if you can provide them an opportunity to do so, then that will go a really, really long way. This relationship building, you know, it might it might sound like it's. Uh, you know, an add-on to what you're doing. But if you can bring it in, if you can 
bring it into the systems and processes you already have in place in order to make sure that it's happening on a daily basis. You're going to see a really, really big um, shift in in that customer retention. You're going to see a really big shift in your revenue because, you know, people buy from people. People don't buy from websites and, and, and from shop fronts. They buy from people. So finding that human side to the, what you're doing is so incredibly important. What are the ways that you can connect? And if you have the opportunity, if you're not driving right now and you can grab the notes section of your phone or you can grab a piece of paper and write it down, what are three simple things that you can do this week in order to um, help retain those customers by reaching out, by communicating with them and, sh- and showing them the love. Can you pick up the phone and call, you know, call the person who spent the most money with you last month? Can you pick up the phone and tell them how much you value them? Can you um, jump into your CRM right now and make a quick change so that you ha- do have the ability to put their first name into into the system and do you have the chance to you know talk to your team this week about the importance of using people's first names I think even if you just implemented those three things you would see a really big um, change in your business and you would have the ability to really start making um, strides in terms of your customer retention so is that enough information for you? Are you kind of feeling a little bit overloaded because that's only part two of part you know, this three-part retaining your customer series and we're going to be talking about more things next week. So I do hope you can join us. But for now, if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and stick the episode on your Insta story and tag me. I would love to know what your takeaways are, what the things you're going to be implementing and share it with your business bestie. Tag somebody else who you think um, also, who you know runs a business and you think can get something out of it. If you haven't left us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please make sure that you do. You can join us in our fabulous Facebook group, How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. Just search for that inside the Facebook platform. I do hope your new year is off to a flying start. And if you want to join us for our eight-week course, Get Your Life Back, then you can join us. We're kicking off on January 21st. And I really do hope that you, um, if you find this valuable and find this, um, all this information on retention, something that you're going to implement and get into place, then boy, are you going to have your mind blown when you join us for Get Your Life Back. I hope you can join us. That's happening January 21st. You can enroll now at simplystacymorgan.com. As I said, hope your new year is off to a flying start. Hope you're kicking those goals. Always reach out to me. You can send me a DM on Instagram and I'll be back next week with part three of our three-part series on customer retention. Have a great week. How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network. Work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs. It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 